0: You are listening to Fed by Ravens with Matt and Adam. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Adam. Welcome to
1: day 273 and 274 of Fed by Ravens. We are committed, completely committed at this point to, uh, to the oral tradition of scriptures. We're talking about the narrative. We're not getting into every nook and cranny, but we're doing our best to find those major themes, Mm -hmm. and they are popping out in a way um, that's so easy to grasp. I'm looking back at my life going, I just never had time to understand books like Nahum and Zephaniah. I just couldn't. Right. And I just think it was all the noise in my head, like, I must get something for myself that makes sense. So it's hard (laughs) to look at the scriptures as this corporate story Mm -hmm. Uh, and then even it's very basic I mean you got Assyria and then you got Babylon but it just eluded my mind right so I'm glad we're in it now we're seeing the themes of God his anger his righteous anger and his uh, promise to
0: return and
1: save his people
0: our Old Testament reading for today is Jeremiah chapter 1 through chapter 4 verse 9 New book. New book.
1: Another major prophet now. We're going to be here for a few days. (laughs) A few 55 chapters. Jeremiah. So interesting things. Jeremiah. Jeremiah was not a bullfrog. In fact, he was a prophet. Yeah. And he's one of those prophets. Jeremiah is known as, like, the weeping prophet. Mm -hmm. He's also... Uh, I read somewhere he's known as like the iron, well, we'll see that in chapter one, the iron prophet. Yes. But um, he lives in a very interesting time. Mm. Um, If you look at the years that he's writing, it's uh, really between the siege of Jerusalem.
0: Mm, Is it? Does Josiah get sieged? He's what? during he's during no he's during Josiah's time. Oh, Matt, why do you doubt me? Like, he's... If I haven't researched this, it's
1: right here. Jeremiah is called to be a prophet in six twenty eight. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah, yeah, and so um, six twenty eight is the beginning. So you have the.
0: So he's he's called during the reign of Josiah, the boy king, yes. who started off, who was actually pretty great. And so he had that little debacle with Nico,
1: So he goes from Josiah to Zedekiah.
0: Yes. Is what I'm trying to say. Yes.
1: What are you correcting me on?
0: It sounded like he starts his thing during the siege. Is what oh, he sa-
1: no. I said. mean, it's the, he's going to see the siege yeah. happen.
0: Yes, he will.
1: And uh, he gets, he I think he lives through the, um, all the way through,
0: I don't oh, know. He lives all the way through it, through Babylonian victory and... Does he live to I don't want to spoil the ending. Okay.
1: Sorry, I've I've taken (laughs) No, he
0: doesn't live to Cyrus.
1: Well, here's what I wanted to say. Um, We'll get to the kings in a second. You're right. But he is having, he's the guy who has to write 52 chapters of rebuke. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And so all of these things are saying, are calling back the people of God. And what I realized, though, is that between... When Babylon sieges, bless you, man. No. know. Whoa, that was a tiny little sneeze. Hey, yeah. When um, when Babylon sieges uh, Jerusalem, that is, you know, you basically, oh, bless you. You can you can sneeze. People can handle it. <sighs> okay. It's 22 years of siege and exile before the temple is actually destroyed by Babylon. I never really put that together. Like I did the math already, so you you don't need to double check. So between six eighty nine and five eighty seven, there's twenty two years of of and and the exile happened up front, you know. And oh yeah, there
0: was there was a first little exile, right? A couple.
1: So they start uh, moving people out of Mm -hmm. Jerusalem by force, but then that is led by the siege. So Mm -hmm. we're not going to allow any more food or water to get Mm -hmm. in. But it's going to take another twenty two years before that temple is actually destroyed yes and i just you just tend to read it very simplistic and think like oh it all happened like in a season Mm -hmm. you know there was just a war and it happened over three weeks because that's kind of how our wars are now it's like a skirmish it's like two weeks and it's over no it happened over the reign of like five kings right so 22 years of that and then like another 50 years before god raises up king cyrus to try Mm -hmm. and help out but we don't want to spoil that so the book of Jeremiah is about rebuke, but there's some of the most intense um, glimpses of salvation as well. Yep. So let's get into it. It's supposed to be a book of comfort. Yeah,
0: so he a starts.
1: Bit. He starts with Josiah. You seem to know a lot about these kings. Why yeah. Don't you, why so, don't you get us
0: caught up, Matt? Okay, thanks. So <laughs> he starts off with Josiah. Josiah is the son of Ammon, um, and Ammon was the son of. Manasseh, I'm pretty sure. Or no, Manasseh. I need you yes. to be exact right now. Yeah. So then, so they're coming off of like a really bad two kings. Yeah. And uh, Josiah was like like kind of someone to get excited about. I think Jeremiah yeah. was super excited about him. Because he thinking, seemed to repentant. He was repentant. He was doing a lot of things right. Uh, God was with him clearly. And so he was super excited about it. And uh, there will actually be in the, embedded in Jeremiah a lament for the death of Josiah. Because yeah. when he dies, Jeremiah is like, what is happening? Uh, so we have that. And then we kind of go through all these other kings that are kind of like just... Uh, placeholders being like taken over by egypt and then babylon and just getting tossed around and then we land with zedekiah who was the last king of israel or judah
1: so jeremiah is chosen by god it's really cool Mm -hmm. you get like the god's choosing of him in chapter one where he says before i formed you in the womb i knew you and before you were born i consecrated you i appointed you a prophet to the nations it reminds me of uh the last Old Testament prophet, John the Baptist, and mm-hmm. how God chooses uh, these prophets and puts the words in his in their mouths and says, I am choosing you to go and tell the people of God what is up. And then, of course, um, God knows the arguments that we all put up when mm-hmm. he calls us. It's like, oh, I'm too young. He says, don't say you're too young. <laughs> and don't, you know, don't be afraid. I'm going to be with you.
0: And by too young, he was probably... He was under twenty. Right. So he was young. And then
1: and then (laughs) Jeremiah's like, yeah, he's like eighteen and Mm -hmm. he's saying all the things that we all say, which is like I'm not good at speaking. I'm kinda scared of the kings. Who what am I?
0: And he's also so he is of a priestly line, but he's of the priestly line that David banished from (laughs) Jerusalem. And so he's like a country bumpkin priest out in the tribe of Benjamin. And God's calling him to go to Jerusalem and announce these things and
1: it's so beautiful because in his call it says uh the Lord put his hand out and touches his mouth
0: yeah so it's much like like Isaiah gets the coal on the lips yeah so
1: it's like the his mouth is being set apart and anointed by the touch of God the Mm -hmm. touch the creation the creative process to give him the creative process of God which is your word will accomplish what it's going to set out to Mm -hmm. I will do this uh, unfortunately, your word is going to have to warn of destruction, but it also brings salvation. It's the yeah, one gospel.
0: And God keeps reminding Jeremiah, I am going to be with you, and I will protect you. Which, as we read through his story, because his story is crazy. No, he gets thrashed. Um, you will see like the reason why God needs to constantly remind him, don't worry, I'm with you. Well, I'm with you. I'm God, with you.
1: God has this huge thing where he's like, I'm going to... I'm going to make you into this iron pillar, and I'm going to do these things for you because I'm with you to deliver you, which is a great thing. But then you have to ask yourself, wait, why Why are you going to have to deliver me?
0: Because you're going to be in trouble, bro. Because no one is going to like what you're saying.
1: Right. And so it starts off, I mean, right from the beginning, he sees the almond branch, which is the word of God, which is so cool, mm-hmm. like in verse 12 of chapter 1, he um, You have seen well, for I am watching over my word to perform it. So the idea that God puts his word, Mm -hmm. and God will perform his word. We announce it. Mm -hmm. He does the work. Love that.
0: Yeah, so he gives him like two visions just to kind of confirm his calling. Yeah. And so it was the almond branch, and then it's the uh, boiling pot from in the north. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, that's where... the The, judgment's coming the
1: judgment the boiling water is going to scorch the earth Mm -hmm. coming from the north so that's the other part of your message
0: so yay Uh, okay (laughs) so
1: then in chapter two he's like he has to start And, Mm -hmm. and what's cool about though all his prophetic messages i feel like um the prophet almost begins like if you were trying to make me stop doing something you're like adam Remember, you have a family at home. Don't mm-hmm. do this thing. Mm-hmm. Or remember, God, God's always been with you, Adam. Why are you leaving now? What are you doing? Like you're, It's like you're trying to convince me to stop doing something that would ruin my life. Right. You kind of go back to the beginning. And so he always goes back to remembering the exodus, remembering the promised land that he brought you to. Remember how God spoke to you and they created the temple where like no other. And remember, no other land even changes, changes gods halfway through. Like they keep their silly gods forever. They're ridiculously committed to Mm -hmm. them. Why are you guys changing and have you changed? So he's like trying to bring them back. And then he says, there's like two things. You've forsaken God Mm -hmm. and you keep returning to places like Egypt and idol worship. Like what is your deal? Why do you break covenant with me? And then he uses the idea of marriage. Like you're breaking the covenant of marriage and then you're running back to old lovers who beat you and hurt you. Mm-hmm. So uh, I can't, how can someone who's done that, you can't go back to your first wife when right. you've left her and you've remarried. Um, anyway, so uh, the other thing is in chapter three, So I mean, this is how he's doing it. He's saying, you guys, remember who you are, come back.
0: And why do you always go to idols but why and other nations for yeah. help?
1: And so, like you've polluted the land, mm-hmm. you've turned the land into something that you worship mm-hmm. and that you defile, and so uh, you've kind of ruined every good thing. You've committed adultery, and so again, he's just. But then he, he even starts using the two, the north
0: and south. Yeah, because he's like going like, man, I kind of hoped that yeah. after seeing what happened to Israel, the northern tribes, that you'd go, oh man, we need to we need to get it together. Which what are we is, doing?
1: Which is what happens like in a family. Like my mm-hmm. sister got in trouble mm-hmm. when she was in high school for making bad choices in a certain way or whatever. And I remember as the younger brother mm-hmm. going, Ooh, I will never do that. Right. Because I've seen what's happened. And that's right. what was supposed to happen here. Like you're supposed to go, Oh,
0: maybe we shouldn't go to parties where there's drinking in I'm, high school. Yeah. <laughs> and so he's like, But instead, you just looked at her and go, Oh, you know what? I want to do that, too. Cool. And I'm going to do it worse than she did. And so the announcement then
1: is, like, to the north, like, God's, but he, so he gives, like, an announcement to the north, like, they've been decimated, Uh-huh. and he says, oh, I'm going to give you shepherds. There's, like, a really cool little
0: Well, he's, break like, a call, he's kind of even offering out a call to the northern tribes. As shame to the south. Yeah, saying, return faithless Israel, I will not look on anger. Look on you in anger, for I am merciful. I will not be angry forever. Only acknowledge your guilt, that you rebelled against the Lord your God, yeah, that's, that's and scattered question. your favors among the foreigners under every green tree, and that you have not obeyed my voice. And so he's even—he's like giving them, like, look, repentance is always on the table for God. Yeah, God is always ready for our repentance and ready to receive it and say, "I forgive you. Come back." And then, Because right after that, he's like, and, come back, and I
1: will give you shepherds yes, after yes. my own heart. Yes. What a sweet line that is. <clears throat> I mean, that's the idea. Shepherds after my own heart. And he keeps, Jeremiah keeps with this idea, you'll see it throughout, about our hearts being mm-hmm.
0: remade. Because mm-hmm.
1: that's the issue.
0: He uh, actually, there's a crazy line in here, in this little passage right here, where he's talking about what the, yes. like, if we return to him, what it'll look like, and how, he's like, the Ark well, of the Covenant of the Lord, it shall not come to mind or be remembered or missed. It shall not be made again.
1: Right, because God will be the in your heart. heart. I, know. I know. I was like, I, whoa! And then he says, like... How is that? That's crazy. Right. It's hard to believe.
0: But, like, I no one ever, like... We get it now. No one ever, Christ. like, talks about that. No.
1: Because no one reads Jeremiah, bro. You know that. That's <laughs> okay. why we're doing this. All nations shall gather to it, to <clears throat> the presence of the Lord, or uh, to... Jerusalem shall be called the throne of the Lord. All mm-hmm. nations, Again, all the nations. Uh, they shall no more stubbornly follow their own evil heart. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think Jeremiah is the one who really hits, we get new hearts. Yes. Um, and, and so he's using that to say, look, I'm calling out to the north. I'm calling out to all of you. Again, what is the call? Dudes, repent. Repent. But they kind of do it. So like in chapter four, he's like, return to me. But he says this line about, yeah, it's, it's interesting throughout the scriptures, the idea of circumcision. Mm-hmm. And true circumcision is the circumcision of the, the foreskin of your hearts. Mm-hmm. And this is quoted a couple of times. Paul quotes this, Hebrews quotes this. And uh, the foreskin of your hearts is like they have this hardness over their hearts so that they will kind of give an initial superficial repentance. Right. And he's like, no, 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 that's not going to do this time. It's not going to do the manipulation. And the only way you're going to fully repent is for your hearts. To be fully turned towards me. To be circumcised, to have the evil cut out of it,
0: Mm -hmm. cut
1: off of it and given a new heart. And so that already is being thrown out as like, that's the solution to your problem. But here's the, the bigger problem. You can't circumcise your heart. How do you circumcise your heart? Right. And that's where you cry out to the Lord. And then the end of uh, our reading today, is is it's like an official announcement. Did you catch that? Because I know Jeremiah is not written like chronologically. Uh -uh. It's pieced together over a 30-year period of time. But this, that last section, is a declaration in Judah. So like blow Mm -hmm. the trumpet. And he's like basically saying, put on sackcloth, lament, and wail, for the fierce saying of the Lord has not turned back from us. And this official announcement, it's like, prepare, repent. And it reminded Mm -hmm. me of Jonah, the bad prophet,
0: to Nineveh. This is totally what that is.
1: And that's all it is. And so he's doing what Jonah did. The difference is, Nineveh back then, 100 years ago, did repent. Mm -hmm. And the people of God are not. So the call today and every day for us is, return to me. And thank God we return to him in Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. It's a good start to uh, Jeremiah.
0: Yeah. Jeremiah. We'll be there for a little bit. Uh, Let's go to the New Testament. Our New Testament reading for today is Philippians chapter 1, verse 27 through chapter 2.
1: What jumped out at you, Matt? What is the one thing that jumps out out at you about this passage today? Like, overwhelming theme... If you miss it, I'll be devastated. (laughs) We have not talked.
0: Great. I'm just curious, like, if you can get your head back
1: into it. Yeah. Over and over again, connected to all the other writings of Paul.
0: Well, okay, so he's always concerned with the unity of the body. Yes. Thank you. Unity. Like, always. Unity. Like, beating a drum, because he's just like, look, this does not work if we were fighting one another. I mean, it, if we cannot humble ourselves to God and to one another,
1: not only does it not work, Matt. It's not the gospel. If it doesn't mm-hmm. draw us together in unity, then it might not be the gospel. Right. What? I, I. don't. I've grown up in the church, and I think I know we've talked about unity and the importance. But this year, going through all this,
0: like Paul is nonstop
1: fed by ravens. I'm just getting. Uh, I'm starting to get the idea that Paul feels like a crazy mom (laughs) who's like,
0: put away
1: your stuff. Put away your stuff. And he's having to say this in
0: every town he goes.
1: Because we get stuck on the individual idea of salvation, Mm -hmm. which he's clear on. Faith
0: is by the grace of God through faith. But he's not stuck on that at all.
1: You know what? He's saying the most natural, outworking work of the gospel. (laughs) If you want to... How how do you know the gospel is you're arresting the gospel? He's like, look, you trust in Christ, period. But I will tell you, and I will beseech you, and I will say it over and over again. It should manifest. If the car is running properly, it will manifest in a ridiculous unity of believers Mm -hmm. around the gospel. So church communities, the ekklesia, which is Mm -hmm. people gathering together. That's the word for church in Greek, ekklesia. It's just people. And it just means a gathering of people around mm. the gospel. So if you're not gathering around the gospel, uh, dealing with the social friction, right? which is you're Jew, I'm Gentile, you're a color different than me, you're a gender different than me, you have different views than me, the gospel brings us together. And if it doesn't, then we need to check our gospel or, so the gospel is broken we have a wrong gospel, or we are in sin mm-hmm. and we need to repent. Right. Because Paul, again, another letter, which is clearly stating his joy, his purpose, his meaning. I mean... I do like, though, so... He it, says, let your life be worthy. I, oh. I don't want to hear what you like. Okay. I'm just kidding. Um, he's like, when I come to see you, may I hear that you are standing firm in one spirit, with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel.
0: It is really cool thinking about how clever he is speaking to a military town. Yeah. And the idea of sh- you're striving side by side, you're a unit, you're working together. You're and it. and it's all unified and he uses the language of the author- under the authority of Christ. Right. And so again like a you are a military unit. And you are getting your orders, and it's all made possible because you know who your leader is, and you know what he wants. It,
1: it's seriously like you start to, I'm starting to see Paul is a one-trick pony, man. Two-trick pony. It's the gospel. Here's how you're saved. And now everything... The first things first are be together in a unit, protecting one another, uh, tending to one another's wounds, mm-hmm. equipping one another because mm-hmm. you're a unit. And if you aren't a unit... Together as the body of Christ, the bride of Christ, under the same mind, under the same um, spirit, under the same gospel, mm-hmm. then you are uh, fractured and totally vulnerable. Right. It's <clears throat> so fascinating it because is. the same ideas hit us today. Which is, I don't really need church. I haven't found a church that's good for me. I don't mm-hmm. really, I don't like the way that guy speaks. I don't like how it feels there. Like, yeah, we it's... think we have a choice in this, but according to Paul, Paul's like. You're crazy to feel safe. Now you might have saving faith in Christ, but if you feel safe and you think that's just good world in this world, and you're outside of like we are in enemy territory, we are are, resident aliens, Mm -hmm. people, and we have to gather together because this is where the gospel is protected. Mm -hmm. This is where it's administered. This is where it's sent
0: out. Like it's so interesting. I I I do think because like even okay, so even in the uh, the light, the lights of the world Yes. The section and how that has been so individually applied. The, yes. And so then we're like, oh, we're our own little candles. But no, 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 no. He's talking about the church. I know. The churches are the lights okay. in the world.
1: So beginning of chapter two, he says, if there's any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of what? The same mind. I know. So he's like, all the benefits come from being the same mind with other people. Mm-hmm. Full, Being in full uh, full accord and of one mind. One mind. Okay. So then he breaks it down. Like, you want to know the first thing to do as a Christian? Um, okay. Ask God to deal with your rivalry, your conceit, and instead ask for the humility of Christ where you can count others more important than yourself. That you can care about not only your own interests, but the interests of others. Mm-hmm. Not randos who worship other gods, but we're talking about the people in the church. In the pew next to you. The people underneath the gospel. Right. We are one body, one spirit, one baptism, one God and Father. Okay, but then he says, have this mind in you. So here's the mind that we all share. It's the mind of Christ mm-hmm. who, though it found in the form of God, or he yes. took yep. the form of man. Like He became lower. He set aside his divine...
0: Nature his divine uh, rights, yeah,
1: took on human nature, a mm-hmm. fallen human nature, uh, the likeness of men, being found in human form, and he humbled himself. So, like, we're all under the reality of Christ's being the ultimate service, the the servant, the ultimate person who humbled himself to the point of death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him. So like we die to ourselves. Mm-hmm. We put ourselves under the truth of Christ in his humility. And we love God and love each other. Again, the whole, <laughs> yes. the whole law and gospel of God is summed up in love God, love others. How do I do that? Well, in the one who did it perfectly, Christ, and gives right. it to us now. Clothe yourselves in him.
0: We, yeah. And he's like very clear. <laughs> you just submit yourself to him.
1: And I like the military idea because oh by the way he cr- is crowned king
0: yes the victory yeah. is
1: decisive and so that at, for military guys wait what does that mean well at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and, and every under the earth tongue confess that Jesus Christ is lord to the glory of God the father mm-hmm. so ultimate victory is when you get Alexander the great you bring his reign and rule, everyone submits to him or dies. Mm-hmm. And now Christ has gotten us this victory. So, therefore, that's what makes us lights to the world, right? Right. Now, here's the verse that we've always, people have struggled with historically. So, therefore, in light of this great victory and in light of this unity of mind, therefore, right? What's it there for? It's therefore to say, so, because of this, yes. work out not only my presence, but... In my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. So people have stopped there and they say, look, a salvation is a work mm-hmm. that you have to figure out. Like you got to work it out. Mm-hmm. One thing I've realized is, first of all, that's not what it says because the rest of it says, for it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. So mm-hmm. the work of God is worked in you by God. Right. But you work it out? How do you work it out?
0: Fear and trembling.
1: Fear and trembling. But what is he referring to?
0: He's work. He's referring. Okay, so this yes. is the first time I've ever really caught it. Get
1: out of your individual head.
0: It's not. It. He's talking about among the church. Yes. With other believers. He's talking
1: about the thing we all want to disengage. Yes. We want to work out our own salvation yes. and say, Oh, I'm good. But he's saying, I mean, unless you divorce it from the context, which you
0: have to do. Which he's been talking about unity in the church this whole time. And for all these other letters, that's all he's been talking about. So when he gets here, he's talking about, you're working out the unity among one another with fear and trembling. Because for this thing to be, for this thing to work you guys have to be united under Christ. Right.
1: So the context says this is not an individualistic saying like no. you need to work out
0: it's, it's the congregation the church
1: at Philippi you need mm-hmm. to work out your own salvation which means with fear and trembling in a spirit of repentance and absolution mm-hmm. love one another and work out what work out what what god has created in you. Mm-hmm. So it is god who works in you both to will and work for his good pleasure. He's already begun a good work He's going to complete it. He's be- And that's what he said at the beginning, right, in Philippians. He who mm-hmm. began a good work is faithful to complete it. He's already begun a good work in his church, and gathered you together, and he wants you to work it out in a spirit of fear and trembling. Like, this community has to mean a lot to us, right. but it's going to be the first thing we could bail on, especially mm-hmm. if we think individualistically and think, I'm good, whatever, the church can just take care of itself. And Paul's like, no, you need to have a spirit of... Uh, of repentance there and be a little bit nervous yeah well well then I'm not saved no I don't know that's not the question Paul's answering if you're saved he's talking about how we as a unit change the world Mm -hmm. how the gospel works and the gospel works through communities of faith through churches period yes through the gathering of. that's how it works that's why Jeremiah is getting his butt kicked yeah (laughs) okay so, therefore, do all things, so, and you know it's, see, by the following, the surrounding context, you know it's yeah. not individualistic, because he's like, that's why we do things without grumbling, questioning, that we might be blameless, innocent children without blemish. He's like, it's all community. children, not child. <laughs> yes. Children yeah. of God.
0: All right. So, um, and we, yeah, so the church shines as lights in the world. The church because shines. Because we hold fast to the word.
1: And whether you personally experience the benefit of the church, you need to know I'm starting to see the church differently. As I drive through downtown, I mm-hmm. see um, the, like a Methodist church, a Catholic church. I see crosses in the mm-hmm. landscape, and I used to be like, oh, what are those old churches doing? Now I'm like, thank God for those churches. Mm-hmm. They, whether they're effective in my mind or not, it doesn't matter. Right. They are proclaiming Christ as victor over this city, and that might be the only thing restraining our city from complete chaos and sin and death and so i thank god for his presence on earth that is the light and it's not up to individuals it's up to people together um the same way any good war or any good battle is it's never one person Uh, and if it is one person it's the king is who made the decision correct and and took uh, the assessment of can we win this? or the
0: prophet is going to get thrashed right
1: (laughs) So this is why Paul then is so interested in Timothy and Epaphroditus. Is he's like, um, I'm I'm in a position of service to you. I'm pouring out my life for you, and I have partners. I'm not alone. Right. I'm sending Timothy to you. Treat him right. I'm sending Epaphroditus to you, who loves you. Well, it um,
0: sounds like Epaphroditus might be actually from Philippi. Yeah, he's like uh, he's and so Philip. So the whatever letter Paul is. Uh, responding to, mm-hmm. it sounds like Epaphroditus, heard about his imprisonment, grabbed, they gathered up some things, took it to Paul while he was in prison, gave him this stuff, and while he was th- going on the way, got, like, deathly ill, and almost died, and Paul's like, he's good, everything's okay, I'm right. sending him back so he can be back with you guys again.
1: So in the middle of the letter, we see the natural... Uh, two-way affection for one another Mm -hmm. like this is about our group this is about our people yes and this is how God works he works he saves the world through his church and it looks like it's failing it looks like it's dying it's always put on the cross Mm -hmm. it's always its weaknesses are always exposed it's always tempted towards shame it's always being questioned oh if you're true if it's true why don't you save yourself See what I'm doing? I'm trying to show you it always looks like the cross of Christ. So we don't give up on the church the way Christ didn't give up when he's on the cross, but we turn our eyes to the Lord who hears us, who saves us, who loves us. Thanks, Paul. It's uh, inspired me to start to believe in the thing God started, the church, more and
0: more, as it's centered on the gospel. Day I'll read Psalm 115 verses 1 through 11. Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name give glory, for the sake of your steadfast love and your faithfulness. Why should the nations say, Where is their God? Our God is in the heavens, he does all that he pleases their idols are silver and gold the work of human hands they have mouths but do not speak the ear eyes but do not see they have ears but do not hear noses but do not smell they have hands but do not feel feet but do not walk they do not make a sound in their throat those who make them become like them so do all who trust in them O israel trust in the lord he is their help and their shield O house of aaron trust in the lord He is their help and their shield. You who fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is your help and your shield.
1: Boom, you've just been fed by ravens. Go in peace and serve the Lord. We will talk to you next time.